0: Forge FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. My word, what a rocket. Now, let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network.
1: It's the Match Day Preview. I'm Anthony Urcioli. Welcome, 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 Forge FC and Cavalry FC going head-to-head. One of the OG Canadian Premier League rivalries, having uh, met back to back Canadian Canadian Premier League Championship matches, both won by Forge. Nine o'clock Wednesday in Alberta, Forge FC trying to build off of uh, what's been a nice little run. They've won three in a row after losing two in a row, and not only have Forge won three in a row, it's been in dominating fashion. They've outscored their opponents ten to two. In the last three matches, that's against Valor, that's against Edmonton, and that's against York. Calvary going in the opposite direction. It wasn't that long ago where we saw Calvary at the top of the table. No longer the case. Forge now just two points back of Calvary. We'll look at the standings uh, closer in a second. Calvary, though, they're, they're two losses in a row. They've been able to, go to four zip. And one of those matches were at home against York United. So um cavalry struggling a bit just one win in their last five games overall they have a pair of ties mixed in there as well head-to-head though leans in cavalry's favor they've met once this season it was early it was a 2-2 draw at tim horton's field um forge a couple of highlight reel goals in that match for forge fc from uh year and hojia report but it was a match that ultimately did not go forge's way and that's been the theme between these two clubs um I mentioned Forge won back-to-back Canadian Premier League titles against Cavalry. Since then, though, it's it's been all Cavalry. Uh, they've won three in a row against Forge. Or rather, I should say Forge has gone three matches without winning against Cavalry. Uh, most recent, as I mentioned, 2-2 draw earlier this season. Uh Last time they met, prior to that one, November 16th, Cavalry won 1-0 at Tim Hortons Field. And then again... At Tim Hortons Field, Forge losing. That was July 22nd of last year. So the last time Forge has beaten Cavalry was July 8th, 2021. And that was in Alberta. So Forge looking to get back on the winning side against Cavalry. Now, we are going to be joined shortly. By Todd Sailhoff, who's the sports editor at the Calgary Sun and Calgary Herald. And he covers Calvary FC for the news outlets out there. And we'll talk to him and we'll we'll get some insight into the opponents, into the enemies, into the bad guys, Calvary FC. Before we do that, let's jump in into some uh, advanced stats. You know, you know, I'm a stats guy. And I mean, this one promises to be. It, what regardless how you look at this matchup, whether it's on the table, whether it's through the stats, this should be a good one. And if you look at the numbers, this should be a championship preview. You have the two best clubs in the league when it comes to um, expected goals against. So two of the best defensive clubs in the league. Forge won, Cavalry three when it comes to expected goals per match. So Forge leads the league, Cavalry in third. Um... Touches in the opponent's box, Forge one, Cavalry two, the two best expected goals in open play. So that's not set pieces, that's not penalties in open play. Forge one, Cavalry two. So you're 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 getting a theme here. Here's what's interesting though, and I, and maybe we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to Todd about this. Cavalry is last in the league in successful one v ones. And through balls. I don't know what to make of that. I'm going to be honest with you. I can pretend to be the expert, but I don't know what to make of that. Calvary is not a team that's going to take um, and win a lot of one on ones. And it's going to especially be difficult against Forge FC because Forge is the best club in the league when it comes to successful tackles. And I mean, we, we see who Forge has, especially on defense, whether it's Ashton in there, uh, whether it's been Matusala, whether it's been Malik, whether it's been the fullbacks, whether it's been Ashton Morgan or Rama. I mean, Rama, I, I you know, he single-handedly may be the reason why Forge has so many successful tackles. Um, um Becker is a guy that wins a lot of his Hojab oh, oh, report. So many guys that are so good at defending 1v1. That bodes well for Forge and doesn't bode so well for Calvary, who have had to rely on set piece goals this season and penalties. So that could be an interesting storyline to follow in this one. Also, Forge leads the league in blocks in the box. So not only are they good defensively, not only are they good at winning tackles, um, they're not letting many shots get through. And uh, as you know, they don't give up many opportunities. And when Clubs do take their chances. And maybe it's a matter of knowing they're playing Forge and maybe saying, hey, let's just take what they're giving us. Forge able to close close space and block a lot of shots this year. And of course, my my favorite stat of all, that's been a running theme this year. Forge as a recovery team. Someone brought it up to me the other day. And so I'm, go- I'm going to repeat it. In case you think the numbers have changed at all, they, they haven't. Forge is the best recovery team in the Canadian Premier League by a wide margin. What I mean by that is... When Forge loses possession, and this is an actual stat that is tracked for the Canadian Premier League. When Forge loses possession, they regain possession within six seconds almost 46% of the time. Nearly half the time Forge loses possession, they get it back almost immediately. That's an unbelievable stat. And that is why this club is so difficult to play against. So we know all about Forge. Let's learn a little more about Cavalry FC. And we are now joined by Todd Saloff, the sports editor with the Calgary Sun and the Calgary Herald. And he covers Calvary FC, the the most hated team in Hamilton. Todd, welcome. And uh I'm not is it is it reciprocated? Is Forge a hated club in uh Calgary? you know it, Anthony. It is absolutely
0: reciprocated in Calgary, and why not? I mean, when you look at the history that these teams have going right back to their first battle together very early. In the inaugural season, there's no reason why these two teams just can't not despise each other. They just that they, there's it's 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 lovely to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we're in it's still a fairly new league. I mean, especially when you factor in the two kind of COVID seasons in there. So we're in our little bubble here in Hamilton and with Forge fans. What is the uh let's call it the environment, the 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 atmosphere? out there with Calvary and uh, the fan base.
0: Uh, Fan base is, is pretty rabid out here in terms of, uh, I mean, there's obviously there's lots of competition for, for the sporting dollar in Calgary, when you've got the Stampeders and the Flames and, and the Roughnecks and a couple of other, uh, you know, entities that are out here that, that, that make it, uh, force Calgarians to make decisions on what they want to do. But you get the soccer people, you get the footy people, you get the football people who want to come out and, and support a team. And they're loving the fact that this uh, CPL is now here and, and that Cavalry is here and that Cavalry's had success over the years. And one of the reasons for that kind of success is is attributed to this rivalry with, with Forge because it just makes it all that much more fun.
1: Yeah, and there, there was a run there. I mean, I, I have it written down here where Calvary had gone. Was it a twelve-game unbeaten streak? Um, yeah. They, I, it you know now, and it looked like I mean they were firmly in first place. It, it was early in the year, but it looked like Calvary was a team to beat. And one little stumble, and all of a sudden they drop down to down to third. And I guess that's the nature of a eight-team league when you play everyone three times and you have these six-point swings. But but what's happened in the last couple of weeks with Calvary?
0: Well and and it's 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 you know it's kind of funny. I mean yeah, they went on this 11 game win streak. They they bring York into town and you know York hasn't been easy for them and that's just well it's just the way it's been. Whether it's Martin Nash because he's a former assistant coach with Cavalry taking his game there and knowing exactly what Tommy Wilden Jr is going to throw at him. I don't know, but they parked the bus and they don't allow Cavalry to do very much. And uh last game Cavalry dominated they had they the last the last uh more than the last half of the of the second half they were they were 11 to 10 men on 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 york and nothing would go in they had no finish in fact that was the kind of the problem was they didn't have the finish now that's been something over the years i think you can say that cavalry is often at times when it comes to the clutch games the finish isn't there they've haven't had the guys uh, going back to the championship game against Forge that first year, they they haven't had the finishers. Um, that hasn't been the case this year. They've had a run of finishers, whether it's Arab and Peppel, um, whether it's Jose Escalante, whether it's Ali Musi, um, Meyer Bevan has been there, uh, Joe Mason at the beginning of the year. All, all those guys have been finish, has finished, and they've been fantastic strikers and doing their job. Um that game just, it just didn't happen for them for some reason. And he kind of threw it, the game out is like, okay, you dominated, didn't happen, didn't work for you. And then they turn around and go three nights later there in Pacific, which is not an easy place to play. They're the defending champions. there's a That's the rivalry on the west Western part of Canada is cavalry versus Pacific. That's grown into a pretty tension-filled rivalry. And uh, they – you knew it was going to be a tough game simply because of the turnaround and Pacific had been there a week waiting to prepare for them. So I don't think there's anything wrong with cavalry. I don't think anything except just two games that didn't go their way, a schedule that maybe didn't go their way, but they have to, they have to own it and, and they are owning it. They know that, that the schedule's going to get tough here. And I imagine it is for forge too. When I look at the standings and I see 14 games played and everybody else is 15, yeah. 16 plus.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually talk about uh, a pebble because you know, the 19 year old, it looks like, and I think Calvary's confirmed now the move to England, which is a big loss for Calvary, but also this is kind of the nature of the league. It's, you know, young Canadian talent getting opportunities that otherwise maybe they wouldn't. And this looks like one of those examples.
0: Yeah. He's, he's, he, you know, he's, it, it was funny. The very first thing, he said when he finally scored his first goal about uh, what would have been about a month and a half ago uh, was, uh, you know, I, I tend to start slow. And then when I find the first one, the floodgates open. And, you know, you hear that from a lot of players and you think, eh, okay. I mean, guys like to say that maybe it's a confidence thing. I don't know, but you hear that from more, more often than not he scores, the next game, scores, the next game, scores, the next game scores, two more, so you've got six goals in five games, and suddenly you've got a 19 year old, uh, playing, you know, in a domestic league here in Canada, who uh, people are are hot after, and it's it's just like that. It just turns around. It's like six week period or a four week period, and he's 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 finding himself now, you know, getting the transfer call, and uh, it's it, it, They had that. Uh, they they had that happen to Victor Latoury, a midfielder, just before that. And uh, um, another young guy from, from, from this organization who isn't as dynamic, uh, at least not from what Peppel did in that short span of time, uh, it's, it's impressive. Uh, they can't afford to lose those guys all the time, but it sure looks good on cavalry and it looks good on the CPL when stuff like that happens.
1: Uh, a big advantage for forge coming into the league was that they had um, a feeder system of sorts maybe not officially but with sigma fc and bobby Smirniotis and his connect uh, connection to the club in uh, mississauga and the academy he set up there and calvary has something set up similarly with foothills i believe maybe just give us some an idea of that relationship and how it impacts calvary
0: well and and, and tommy even talked about it today i said you know why well, i asked him why there was so much fuel between these two clubs well you know where's this rivalry coming from and, and why is it always entertaining games and there's fireworks and he said it's just mutual respect for one another born out of the fact that both these organizations do have these feeder systems uh you know it's 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 pretty much the same it's it's, it's the coach and the feeder system the same coach getting up to the cpl level and then bringing the guys along with him and these guys have all got familiarity mm-hmm. and that's right out of the the you know that's what made these two teams so successful right off the hop you come into a brand new league it's grassroots in terms of we're starting from fresh from from day one nobody knows who's better than anybody but the fact that these guys have, have, on cavalry and these guys who are on who are on foothills fc and these guys you know who are in the sigma system that went up to to forge obviously they have familiarity and it just made them successful i'm not sure there's it you can say much more than that that there was so much familiarity that that made these teams both successful
1: yeah what's been you know edmonton is obviously in a much different uh place than calgary and uh, forge for that matter has the battle of alberta not quite been there because edmonton is just in a completely different yeah, I see the face you're making, so I think yeah. that pretty much sums it up.
0: And I and I feel yeah, and I feel bad for Edmonton for FC yeah. Edmonton. I'm I'm actually from Edmonton, so that's uh, and being in Calgary, you know, you hear that a lot. Well, how can you be from Edmonton? You're in Calgary. It, it, it is what it is. You, you you go where you go. But mm-hmm. th- I feel bad for Edmonton because that that organization or entities of that organization of uh, they they kind of kept, you know, professional football afloat in Canada for a long time Mm. Uh, when nobody else was around doing anything. And they've been there the whole time, them, you know, and, and, and at a higher level, Vancouver and Toronto, you know, and Montreal, but, but uh, you know, Edmonton kind of kind of helped kind of keep a thread alive for, I think for fans hope alive before this, this league came in and, if they don't continue on, that's going to be sad because mm. they, they really, they've, they've paid the price probably for hanging on for so long that that's, uh, it, it just, there, there just hasn't been the cohesion there. There just hasn't been the chemistry there.
1: Yeah, that's too bad. And I get, you know, Forge and York was supposed to be the big rivalry and, and York hasn't quite been, um, wow, well, it. York, they've had some bad luck this season, but you know they've been near the bottom of the table too, so that rivalry hasn't quite been there. So for now, we'll enjoy the uh, Forge and Calvary one. Todd, thanks so much for doing this. It was great. Nice to get some insight into what's going on elsewhere in the league, and I hope we can talk to you again.
0: Yeah, uh, great stuff, Anthony. I appreciate it, and uh should be a good one tomorrow night. I don't remember a game when it wasn't between these two.
1: All right, now we know a little more, actually a lot more, about the opponent's Calvary FC We can't end this broadcast without talking about Wubens-Pasias. Not only has he just skyrocketed and thrown himself into the goal-scoring race behind Diaz, he has eight goals in uh, 14 appearances. Here's the difference, though. Diaz leads the league with 11 goals, and he's been fantastic this year. He's played 1,366 minutes this season. Paseas has played just over 800. You talk about efficiency. And part of this, we've talked about this before, but the cost of playing on a good club is that you're surrounded by good players. And there's only one ball to go around and only so many minutes to go around. But for a guy to be number two in league scoring, playing just over 800 minutes, again, Diaz has played over 1,300, almost fourteen. Um, Dyer, who's behind Paseas, he's a goal back, has played over 1,200 minutes. Paseas has played eight. He Paseas has played the full 90 minutes just three times this season. He has, uh, what, five goals in his last three matches, uh, six goals in his last five matches that he's played in. He's on a roll. And he is going to be a huge piece of this club going down the stretch. And um, if they have championship hopes, Basias is a guy they are going to look to. All right. Everything is set. Everything's good to go. Um, Quick look at the table ahead of the Calvary-Forge match. Calvary in third place with 28 points. Forge in fourth place with 26 points. Forge, though, have played two less matches with a win. Forge will go ahead of Calvary and still have those two matches in hand. If these are the top two clubs in the league, and it looks like they are at least for right now. And we're just about at the midway point. If that is the case, home field advantage throughout the postseason can be secured by finishing first forge three points out of first place behind Atletico with two matches in hand. And they have three in hand on Pacific. Who's also tied for first with Atletico. So, Forge is in control of their own destiny here. I, I mean, who does not want championship soccer being played at Tim Hortons Field this year in much better weather, you assume, because it won't be played as late into the year in December like it was uh, last season. All right, everything's set. Enjoy the match, Calvary Forge, 9 o'clock Wednesday night out in Alberta. We will talk to you soon. Three are the mighty, mighty Lord.
0: FC is prepared, and now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio
1: Network. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.